Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. the preview. This is an extra special episode of a Walk in the Park podcast in that we're trying to release it in a timely fashion. Uh, In this episode, we talk about, of course, the Trump impeachment proceeding, as well as U.S. foreign aid policy, and a bit about the Democratic presidential candidates. This episode might be entitled The Hypocrisy of Everything. If you enjoy our political podcasts, please listen and enjoy. Perhaps the next one we'll get back to something other than politics. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. It's a beautiful day in the 30075. It sure is. <laughs> it actually is. It's just cold, but it's nice. It's sunny. It is sunny. It's nice. We've had, what, two straight days of rain? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember anything. Because I had a tennis lesson on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's been two straight days of rain. Two straight days And today's the finally first sunny day. Sunny because we're together. That's right. But we aren't going to be talking about sunny things. We might hit touch on a couple of sunny things. Maybe eventually, and those will probably end up in a separate episode. Oh, okay. Remember, the heavy and the light. The heavy and the light. First, we're going to start with the heavy. Okay. Which is generally, let's share with our listeners how we think the Trump impeachment proceeding, which encompasses the full range from whistleblower complaint through to ongoing Senate trial, is going. How do you feel about it generally? Can I just ask a side question? Sure. Has the whistleblower ever been identified? No, and by law, the whistleblower is never Never supposed supposed to be identified. identified. That is one of the things that, you know, the Trumps can't accept, the law. And so President Trump keeps calling for this person to be outed. I believe Donald Jr. has also tweeted, like, yeah. saying here's the person. Yeah, or, you yes. know, this yes. is a little, yeah. So, yeah, by law, nobody, I mean, I think the only person who knows the whistleblower's name is the whistleblower, him or herself, and the inspector general to okay. whom the complaint was made. Right. I mean, you can't make a complaint anonymously, but you right. are kept anonymous. Right. Um, Thereby preventing, for example, perhaps you or I managing to sneak in a complaint alleging the same set of facts to which we would not be privy. Right. Okay. So, So, yeah, generally. Generally, I've tried to tune into it, but it seems like 
hours now days <laughs> that the Democrats have presented their case. Okay. In the same way, over and over and over again. Okay. And I just mentioned to my husband earlier this morning, I think I could have presented the case in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> now, this is in the Senate trial. Yes. Okay. So, you were watching, though. Weren't you watching some of the House stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you feel about that? Did that burn you out? So, now the Senate, Boring. you're like... Boring. Because, you know, here's the thing. These are not by um, classic definition trial lawyers. These are people no. who, um, you, they don't have the dramatic flair, I would say, of somebody who... Like a Johnny Cochran. Right. <laughs> so, it's like they're reading off of pages yes. of documentation. Yes. And whenever... <laughs> This is kind of funny. Whenever they're looking for that dramatic moment, pa- mm-hmm. moment, they have to pause to flip the page. <laughs> so it's like time and time again, I would tune in to the same issue. And I'm like, guys, I know you had to pull your speech, your 25-page speeches together. And they're longer than that because I think Schiff on several occasions spoke for like hours. So I'm like, that is... That's a lot. Perhaps now we know why they don't usually make all of it public. No, I'm kidding. But it's just like, oh, my God. And I I honestly don't think that the trial itself has been on TV the whole entire time. Because that would there, seem right to me since the Republicans Oh, and then there, and that. then, wait, but then there are the rules. You've read the rules. I've not I've, gotten to the rules yet, but I know there's proceedings about how to make the rules. Well, it's not even that. It's just like they're not allowed to bring coffee. They're not allowed to have to diminish water. diminish bathroom breaks? Right. Oh, I don't know. No, no. But <laughs> think joke. about it. Think about sitting in the same room for hours at a time, and you can't even have a cup I, of coffee. I have to believe that is because they're trying to motivate them to move more quickly. I do know something. This oh, and they have to drop off their phones in a bucket before they As they, they enter. should, because yes. they should not be allowed to However, be tweeting. However, somebody was in the room reading other stuff. I, I, I think they had some a, a paper, a newspaper or something, and you apparently you see the camera pan over to this oh person who's not even paying, paying attention. attention. I'd be like, you're out. You're out of here. Go somewhere else. Um, but, oh my gosh, what was it that I heard about the... So, oh, who is in charge? This must have happened in the house, though, because... All right, I'm not even going to talk about that, but it was just like the Republican minority leader, maybe on the Judiciary Committee, got so offended because the Democrat, ranking Democrat, it was like midnight, and the Republicans had dragged this Mm -hmm. on... For literally hours, much right. longer than it was expected mm-hmm. to go because they were just getting up and saying the same thing over right. and over right. again. Right. I think this was, this must have been like leading up to the vote to impeach right. or something. And so it was like midnight and he decided to adjourn and everybody, have everybody come back at 10 a.m. the next morning for the vote. Right. And the Republicans flipped out. I think they called him, whoever, the man who decided this. Uh, Stalin, uh, (laughs) you know, and I'm just, whenever this happens, I'm always just like, I feel like it's so hypocritical because 
the Republicans, like, I just think back to the election when they all whined about how awful it was that Hillary said a lot of Trump's supporters are just a basket of deplorables. And I'm like, you people throw around so many insults. Doug Collins from Georgia, as I recalled, called, said all Democrats are terrorists. I'm like, you people are the biggest freaking hypocrites. It's not like you're out there, you know, never name calling anyone. But as soon as somebody calls you a name, you're like, you're out of order. You're right, a thief. Right, right, right. I'm like, they're such freaking babies. And you could say they all are. But I, I think the Republicans are the hypocrites about it because they're the ones that are always saying the liberals are such whiny babies. And I'm like, do you look in the mirror? You complained because the guy said he didn't want to have a vote at midnight. And I think he had a very good reason for it. He's like... This vote should take place when the American people are awake and can choose to tune in and see it if they want. This shouldn't be done in the darkness of night. And then the guy was bitching because he was complained that he wasn't consulted whether or not, you know, to suspend the proceeding. There's a lot of that nonsense, too. I'm like, shut the hole that makes the words. Okay. All right. As you can tell, I'm already getting getting worked up here. So wait, generally how I think things are going is... I think the Republicans are being super big babies, super big babies, and, you know, I think people should just move it along. Well, and yeah, and I think both sides are, well... I don't think the Democrats are being babies. No. But I think, you know, they obviously in the House have the position of power. Yeah. And so now in the Senate, the Republicans have the power, so that dynamic may shift, right? right? So now we may see what we could perceive as the Democrats being whiny babies. Right. Now, listen, I'm not saying... I think there are some legitimate things that need to be discussed that there could be disagreement on, but generally, I think things are going about how I expected them to be going. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, this is, again, this is just our opinions uh, on whether or not you and I think Trump should have been impeached. And to remind the listeners, that is just impeached in the House. Yeah. That is, yes, there should have been, um, you know, allegations of wrongdoing that should be tried in the Senate. Right. So I say yes. <laughs> it's that simple. Okay. What do you say? Um. Now, remember, try to set a part how annoying the process is to you right and think about the abuse of power article in particular why he's being impeached or why that abuse of power article to me that's the obstruction is a no-brainer which we will talk about in a minute he has absolutely obstructed congress in perhaps the most spectacular fashion ever um but i'm interested in your opinion of Set aside how, if the process had been going smoothly, everybody was just like, you know, what's his name? Atticus Finch in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Everything was going swimmingly, you know, no aggravations. Do you think he should have been impeached for what he did? Hard to say. And I only, watching, listening to both sides and listening to the evidence, no doubt about it, what he did was Wrong, but is it an impeachable offense? I don't clearly know. Okay. And the only reason why I say that is because, well, there's a couple different reasons, but I feel like 
This has been done before by many presidents. What specifically? Specifically, uh, uh, shutting, not uh, allowing aid to a country for political gain. Okay, so I just feel like maybe they just haven't. They didn't get caught. No. Okay, so I think the difference is that we um, condition foreign aid on certain things that are designed to benefit Americans. America's foreign policy interests. That's typically why we give military aid. In this case, we were giving $391 million to the Ukraine because we don't want Russia to invade them, take them over, and start trying to march across Europe and create World War III. We give the Ukraine that money as our ally so that they can fight the war over there so that we don't have to. They're in what is called a hot war with Russia, which means there are, you know, invasions of boundaries, challenges to sovereignty, people dying. This is not the Cold War that the U.S. and, you know, the Soviet Union had for decades. So so that's why we do it. And Congress um, approved the aid. Mm -hmm. And so right there, that puts in a whole other set of processes that control what President Trump could do. And I'll discuss it later, but he broke the law by how he handled withholding the aid right so to me that's an abuse of power and therefore he deserved to be impeached on that but he um there was some discussion to to show that he never really stopped the aid no oh he absolutely did he wanted to no he did the ukraine he he ordered that they could not send it and the ukraine was looking for it so if you've heard that that's a lie absolute lie that they're trying to cover up i mean all of the testimony has shown like he ordered OMB. To, and the reason why this is a problem, too, is so, you know, and he's trying to create this narrative now, as I understand it, that it was like part. Of, oh, I didn't stop the aid because they wouldn't publicly announce my investigation that I wanted into the Bidens, which is absolutely what this was all about. Right, and right. everything in the impeachment inquiry, all the people are like, yeah, that's all he cared about. People in his administration that testified against him. He. um He. All right, sorry, when I go on rants, you know, I completely lose my train of thought. Um, So Congress, so that's already built in. So the Department of Defense and the State Department each had a certain amount of money that they were um, authorized Mm -hmm. to give. Mm -hmm. And it had to be spent within that budget year. Right. And um, which was ending September 30th of the last year. So by the time Trump messed with it in July, it was... Very little time left until the fiscal year ended. Oh, I know. I know the whole story behind all of this. Our listeners don't, which is why I'm explaining it to them. Okay. Uh, Or let's put it this way. We don't know that our listeners know. Well, they should. Well, they should, but... uh, Well, then you... And if I'm wrong, you can chime in with your understanding. Because my understanding, as I've read, is... um, So, Congress says, yes, you can spend this aid. Correct. They tell the Department of Defense and Department of State, you have to make sure, though, before you send it, that the Ukraine has kind of met these anti-corruption tasks right. or whatever that we have set out for them. Right. So, and then they have to certify back to Congress, like, yes, they have, and therefore release the aid. So both the Department of Defense and the State Department did that. 
So at that point in time, for President Trump to stop that aid, there is a question of whether he violated something called the Impoundments Act, which was specifically set up to rein in the power, abusive power of the president to do yes. stuff like this. Because I think Nixon, I think this is because of Nixon, I think Nixon did this, like, a lot, and <laughs> Congress finally got fed up about it. They're like, this is not your power. Now, of course, you've heard Trump say that his Article 2 as president lets him do whatever he wants. Like, sorry, Congress's powers are in Article 1, so I guess they're more important than yours. Yeah. But, so, like, to me, I'm like, abuse of power, and those are just facts. You can look and see Congress approved the aid, DOD and the Department of State did what they were supposed to do. In July, Trump orders that the rele- the aid cannot be released. Okay. And then only when he was caught and it was becoming a public issue on September 11th, did he release that order? Then, however, they didn't have enough time to actually release all the money before the fiscal year deadline, and Congress had to go back and, like, redo it. Hmm. So I absolutely think Trump should be impeached, and even if people can't follow all of that or somehow decide to disagree with the law on, you know, what abuse of power is or what this, the Impoundments Act is... I mean, there is absolutely no doubt that he obstructed Congress. He's yeah. very clear. He, publicly, he's like, these people aren't testifying. Nobody's testifying. We're not listening to the subpoenas. Right. That's obstructing Congress. That is an impeachable offense. Right. And therefore, he should have been impeached. And he was. So I feel good about that. Okay, good. And I realize many of the American people don't. And it's a lot of... I think it's because they just get exasperated because it's a lot of information to process. Mm-hmm. And if you could distill it down... You know, it's really well, not. Well, also, it's really in not their that mind, hard. They don't think he really did anything wrong, and that's. I mean, you can have that opinion, but I just wonder if they understand what he actually did. And I'm Correct. going to tell you, the president's misconduct at a high level, according to the impeachment report. Okay. So this is the heavy, right? This is the heavy. To the light. Well, no, there is no light in this section, Marissa. All right, the president's misconduct was. The president forced out the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. And this is true. That happened That's last true. May. Yes. The president put Giuliani and the three amigos in charge of Ukraine issues. Also true. And by the way, that's Good not job. the Democrats being flippant. These three people. I, think, I can't remember who they all were. Sondland, Volker. I don't think Giul- Giuliani wasn't one of the three amigos. But they called themselves. They named themselves right, the right, three right. amigos. Just to be clear. The president froze military assistance to Ukraine. The president's meeting with the Ukrainian president was conditioned on an announcement of investigations. The president asked the Ukrainian president to interfere in the 2020 U.S. election, investigating the Bidens and the 2016 election interference. The president wanted Ukraine to announce the investigations publicly because the Ukraine actually said, oh, we'll we'll do that. And he's like, no, you have to announce it publicly, Um, which means he doesn't care about the investigations. He just wanted something to, you know take the heat off of him basically in the Mueller investigation and everything that was going on in my opinion the president's conditioning of military assistance in a White House meeting a White House meeting on announcement of investigations raised an alarm the president's scheme was exposed and that's his misconduct for abuse of power the obstruction which I told you I think is super clear is he his categorical refusal to comply his refusal to produce any and all subpoenaed documents, his refusal to allow top aides to testify, 
and his attempts to block key witnesses and his intimidation of witnesses. All of which the intimidation is laid out on his Twitter feed because he's such a freaking idiot. But I mean, he made the obstruction of justice case for them. He could right, literally right. be convicted and removed and from I office for wonder, that. I often wonder, had he, throughout this whole, his whole administration, if he had just kept his mouth shut just in general, how much of this would really be out to light? Like, if he hadn't treated his staff with this, you know, um, disrespect, mm-hmm. if he didn't treat the press with disrespect, if he didn't go out on Twitter uh, saying he's the best and, you know, whatever is the best, I wonder how much of this would have come back to bite him in the ass. I wonder if he'd be in this mess. I mean, I do think, yes. So those, that is all very valid. And we could only speculate. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, he would have had to have a very different presidency from the start. Right. Um, but so what I would really hope that the American people would consider and understand the distinction of is that what Trump was asking for would not advance America's foreign policy interests at all. Correct. Okay. The investigation into the Bidens is clearly a personal political flavor, flavor, favor for him. Right. He wants them to dig up dirt that he can then use because he's apparently afraid that Joe Biden is going to be his, you know, opponent. Right. Now, I just think this is hilarious because, oh, if we want to investigate politicians, children's dealings around the world, um, perhaps Ivanka, Eric, and Donald Jr. should be top of the list that we should be at. I feel like the next Democratic president should ask the foreign leader of every country that we're giving aid to to please investigate the Trumps in that country. And then I'd wonder how the Republicans, how relevant the Republicans feel that is to, you know, America's foreign policy right. interests. So just cur- It is all very interesting. Well, again, it, it just underpins the hypocrisy of everything to right. me, and I can't stand hypocrisy. Um, <laughs> so, and then the 2016 election interference, this just makes me think, like, what, it, it raises the question again, what the hell does Russia have on Trump? Because... Everybody in this country, bipartisan support within, you know, the government, agrees that it was Russia. Right. And Russia has been trying to convince the world that it was the Ukraine because they are trying to take over the Ukraine. I mean, they're at war with them. They're trying to make them look bad. They want people to leave. They don't want the Americans to be an ally and give them money to help fight the Russians. So, um, what the hell... How does it benefit us to try to get the Ukraine to say that they did interfere with the election in 2016? I just don't understand. I'm shaking my head. My our our listeners can't see that. I I don't know. I don't know. Right. So yeah. why would we? Why should Trump be asking them to do that investigation? Why should he be conditioning military aid? on doing a completely farcical investigation over something that's already been investigated and closed and determined. Right. I mean, because I think he's Putin's bitch. I mean, Maybe. I think he just, like... There, well, no, ultimately, there's something in it for him. That's all. The The Biden thing, I get it. And that's... That is why. But it's at every abuse, level. That, But that's why it's an abuse of power. Right. It right. wasn't withholding military aid 
for American foreign policy. No. And it also wasn't doing it properly. He's so dumb, he can't do things properly. No. All he had to do to avoid this Impoundments Act potential crime, uh, as I understand it, is he just had to notify Congress that he was going to withhold the aid. But since he couldn't provide a rational reason Mm -hmm. why he was doing that, he just never notified Congress. Right. Really, dummy? Like, the only thing you have to do... And no one could have told him that? I bet. Well, I was going to say, I bet somebody did, but this is who he is. He doesn't think he has to follow... The rules. The rules. Mm -hmm. He's a narcissist. He's above this. Mm -hmm. He's, He's never wrong. He's always right. He gets to do whatever he wants. He's the victim. Everybody else is so horrible. Right. I mean, but like, it's not like these are hard things no. to do. He's just such an arrogant piece of shit that he couldn't be bothered. Uh, now, okay, all right. Slight chance the people around him are so stupid that they didn't know this. Nah. And I say they're stupid because it would be their jobs to know this. You and I don't have to know this No, because all whole the process. smart people were fired, so it could be. Fired or quit, yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Woo! I mean, I have so much more to say on that, but. You don't have to. <laughs> Marissa's like, I'm done, and I don't want to hear anymore. Yeah. But now. For those of you who are, are listening to this, I'm just tired tired i'm tired all right well but now now we have to go to you marissa because you're the only one that's had anything to do with this trial so you're just gonna give a step-to-step guide by trump's impeachment trial courtesy of the new york times oh okay so let's see Boo, 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 boo. When the White House, well i'll read this part okay when the white when the house votes to send articles of impeachment to the senate it sets off a series of choreographed steps some well defined others up for debate that will shape the Senate trial. And just to be clear, while Marissa's scrolling to the first thing, mm-hmm. is that although we are, while we were recording this, the Senate trial is already taking place. We are a little bit behind. Right. But nevertheless, here, important information. First up, naming managers and a vote to press charges. The House passed two articles of impeachment nearly along party lines on December 18th. Oh, that was my birthday. After a months-long, oh, that's one word, months-long. I was not aware of that. Democratic inquiry. Okay, the that's articles, good We don't want to read the okay. whole thing, right? Yeah, we just want to read the high All level. Right. Yeah. Hear ye, hear ye. The opening of the Senate's trial is largely scripted by precedent and rules. Do you want me to keep going? You should read a little bit. Maybe read the first paragraph of each. The House vote will initiate a carefully choreographed dance filled with pomp, circumstance, and arcane procedural flourishes between the House and the Senate. That's a good way to put it. That is a good way. Swearing of oaths. The Chief Justice arrives on the scene. Um, Next senators will escort Chief Justice Roberts. Um, Which is hilarious to me that he has to be escorted. Roberts jr into the senate chamber and senator charles e grassley of iowa the president pro tem pro tem of the senate the longest serving republican will administer an oath to chief justice roberts who will swear to administer impartial justice is chief roberts 
does he swing Republican or is he, he a Dem or is he a... No, he was appointed by a Republican as a conservative okay. on the Supreme Court. However, okay. because of how conservative the Supreme Court has skewed yeah. now, I think he's actually considered a moderate on oh, the court. okay. But anywho. Okay. The Chief Justice. Then comes the haggling. <laughs> Once they are under oaths, senators' first order of business will be wrangling over rules and procedures that dictate the structure of the trial including whether and when witnesses can be called and documents admitted into evidence. Okay, and that does take a while. Okay, opening arguments by the House and White House could last for days, and they have. I don't even think that's pretty self-explanatory. The trial will eventually end one way or the other. <laughs> and it has not yet. What did they have to say about not. that? Say okay, the they ending? say when it comes next, what, what comes next is up to the Senate. If a majority of senators support calling witnesses, they could do so, extending the proceed proceedings by weeks or more. In that scenario, a trial could last through February 3rd, Iowa caucuses, and force Mr. Trump to deliver his State of the Union address, address scheduled for February 4th while he's on trial in the Senate. <laughs> Wait. Mr. Clinton did so in 1999. That's right. We know Nancy already invited him as she's supposed to last the end of last year before he was technically impeached to come and you know deliver the state of the union right all right well wasn't that so exciting now our readers know how we feel about things especially me and now they know how the senate trial is working all thanks to us i will say what yes i will say one thing once if they do call witnesses Mm -hmm. that i'll start watching and although i can't wait a second (laughs) how am i gonna watch that in the australian open at the same time well, that's what DVR is for. Well, but we'll get to that. All right. But I would just like to say, don't you think that most American adults in this country, even through the simple fact of how many legal TV shows have been on mm-hmm. for decades, mm-hmm. understand that a trial mm-hmm. involves calling witnesses? Right. I feel like that's a basic understanding. Like, no one would be shocked if somebody said they're going to call witnesses at trial, right? right? And yet I feel like that's what the Republicans are trying like to, to give the impression of. No, yeah. but I, I think yeah. they're trying to give the impression that, like, well, why would we call witnesses? witnesses that's right. not what you do at a trial. Right. And I'm like, okay, that basic tomfoolery cannot <laughs> well, be accepted. If, we, if they do call witnesses, there'll be some concessions surrounding the witnesses. So that's 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 part of it. I don't know how you make concessions, but... The amount of questions they can be asked, yeah, perhaps. Maybe. Um, just even the number of witnesses that you're allowed to call. Um, how long, perhaps, they're allowed to take witness testimony. Right. I mean, I would... Obviously, everything that happened in the House, all the impeachment findings, everything, in a normal trial would be submitted into evidence right. and would be considered. Now, right. here, since it's 100 senators voting, mm-hmm. it's kind of Which, like by a, the way, side you know, note, is affecting the de- lead Democratic uh, nominations for the presidency because they are part of that. They are sitting in on this trial. A couple of them are. Well, who? I mean, Sanders. Uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. And, and Warren. And Warren, right. Okay, three of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although... Sadly, I don't think Klobuchar is considered a front runner right now. Which is bizarre to me because she's doing, she's actually speaking really good in the, all the press that's coming out about her. Is I feel like she would probably do a good job as president. Yeah. I actually, I took some random quiz. You know how great those yeah. are. 
and uh, where it's like aligns with all your views and whatnot. Right. And I can't believe I'm only telling you this now, but Amy Klobuchar came up number one for me. Yeah. Then Tom Steinmeier. <laughs> I'm like, what billionaire question did I answer to get that? And then oh, Elizabeth Warren. But his values Warren. aren't bad. It's just everybody yeah. dislikes him because he's a billionaire and we right. currently have one in office who hasn't worked well, out. Well, Trump is a fake billionaire, That's though. That's true. I don't That's think true. he actually even has a billion dollars in assets. And, um, and then there's also Bloomberg has thrown his hat into the ring. However, yeah. he's just getting a lot of bad press. I can't sense. remember. I only remember the first people. They were very close, too. It was like Amy was only... One point more than Tom, and Tom and Elizabeth were like basically tied for second. But I just thought that was she got hammered by somebody the other day. Who Elizabeth? Yeah, somebody showed up at one of her events and events. uh, Didn't help. It walked right up to her and just gave her a what for? Oh, oh. And they showed it on the news very briefly, and I was like, oh snap! But you know what? If you're going to run for president, you're going to get a lot of angry people coming at you and telling you. I'm surprised somebody that angry was allowed to get that close to her. Frankly, right? I mean, where's the security detail? He wasn't like mean or anything. He was just trying to explain. You mean he wasn't aggressive? Correct. Okay. He was just. Could have been mean. Yeah. Yeah. He was just angry at something she had said, and he's like, "How dare you?" It was one of those. Okay, gotcha. So he was maybe personally yeah. offended yeah. by something. And she was, her face was like, shocked. It was probably a little yeah. shocking. Yeah. I mean, again. And then, oh, but then at one point she's actually laughing in his face. Like she's trying to Are play you sure? it off. Yeah. She's trying to play it off like it's. But we don't know what he was okay. saying. Did we and hear him? Yeah, it... it's all on audio. Okay. Well, do you have any memory of what he was talking about? Uh, Something how. No, actually, okay. I can't really. Well, so yeah, that's not the type of reaction you can have as a politician in this situation, I think. But, I mean, nervous laughter is definitely a very common response right. when that's you're being attacked. Yeah. But you can't really do that in the... No. Yeah, so that may... We'll see. Who knows? Um, I'll find the clip. I mean, a lot of my... Well, not a lot, but... I've heard my Republican friends say... That Elizabeth Warren is too far to the left. Yeah, I agree. Here's the problem. This is what... First of all, Bernie is just as far, if not further, oh, to the yeah. left. And yet people... Like him. Are step, Which makes me think all of those people really are just women haters. And they can even be women. Because, I mean, with Bernie and Hillary, since Bernie was so much further to the left, like, people could at least And by say, the way, she doesn't like him either. Who? Hillary. Did you see that recent clip? No. Who doesn't like Hillary? Uh, Hil- I'm sorry. Hillary doesn't like Bernie. <laughs> I don't know why she would. I don't know why anyone likes Bernie, frankly. <laughs> he, I mean, it's awful. But, like, I mean, the the differentiator in terms of political positions between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, I think, is minimal. Mm. So, if you love one and you hate the other, to me, you're just bitter that she's a woman. And you really don't want to see a female president, whether you can admit that to yourself or not. Well, that's what he said about her. And that came up in the press, too. And that was a whole I scene during the, the, the debates. That. But I think, so the problem is, fine, Republican friends. I think I, I watch too much political television. I have I to stop. I understand. Like, but this is what, this is what happens. So if the pendulum swings so far back that Bernie or Elizabeth get nominated and they win... Well, Which, by the way, nobody right now is going to win against Trump unless... Um, well, here... Well, okay, so let's just take this the next step. Let's just pie in the sky thinking. Okay. Let's just say 
Trump gets impeached. Like when He's I say been impeached. Okay. from office. That's not going to happen. It's but... not going to happen. Yes, correct. Okay. But if it did. Okay, if it did. Then Pence is now president. Correct. Until... But only up until. Yeah, the election. The election. I assume, and then I assume yeah. he would run for re-election. I assume he would right. be the party's candidate and he right. would run. Right. Because. But then I think. There is win. a question. Yeah. Like. Since it's never happened before, it's like, well, but if a president's been removed from office and he hasn't served a second term, can he just run for re-election? And that and is that a gray area. And I was just thinking about that, too. They're like, logically, you would say no, because you've basically been convicted. And technically, they say, you know, convicted felons can't run, run for president. Although, but I don't is know he, if is that a felony? a convicted is it felon. A fe- it, it might be, because you'd be convicted of, like, high crimes and misdemeanors. Right. Or treason. As Trump likes to throw around. Oh, Anybody yeah. that disagrees with him, you're treason, treason. treason. <laughs> it should be treasonous that you're attacking me. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a little snowflake? Are you a little liberal, <laughs> Are you a little liberal snowflake now? Are you feeling attacked? Oh. Big fat baby. It's good stuff. But, um, anywho, well, yes, that's true. So those three, sound, and I'm pretty sure they'll vote to, and I'm pretty sure that the vote will go along party lines. And shame on Elizabeth, Bernie, or Amy. If they voted to impeach him in the House, they should be voting to convict him in the Senate. Personally, I think. Well, of course they are. I mean, I don't see what's going to happen in the Senate that would. Oh no, you have to them. be watching their tweets, which I really only follow Amy on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. But she's already made her decision. She's like, this guy's gone. Well, especially, I mean, I could see reserving your judgment. For example, she says she keeps saying. When you break the law, mm-hmm. you have to pay the price. Yes. He, he went against the Constitution, and we have to hold ourselves up to that standard. And at this point... And that's what all the Democrats are... And that's totally fine. But again, the process is, you're impeached, you have to be convicted. So, I would think the people... If you voted to impeach him in normal situation, which of course politics is not, I would say you need to keep an open mind through the trial. Right. Now, obviously, this is not a criminal situation of beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't even know that it's a civ- typical civil standard, preponderance of the evidence. I honestly... Preponderance? Preponderance of I the like evidence. I like that word. Yeah, preponderance. Um, Sorry, I'm always interrupting you, no, but you have good words. It's fine. <laughs> but the fact is, if the Republicans aren't going to allow witnesses to be introduced, then there's nothing new coming out and therefore you'd rely on the findings of the house and under the findings of the house unless somehow there was some defense Mm -hmm. put on which it doesn't sound like they're going to trump's not going to testify nothing well then yeah he's pretty much you should be convicted and frankly i told you the obstruction of congress is already a slam dunk so the people who don't vote to impeach him on the obstruction of justice at congress sorry um they're bad people I'm saying it right here. All right. I'll walk that or, back a little. Wait, or, they don't deserve to be U.S. senators. They no, should be thrown out. They're at this point, and this is what I feel each party does. When their leader is in trouble, they they know the deal. The Republicans aren't stupid. There's no, there's no mm. way. And no, they're not. They might be big babies, but they're not stupid. And let me tell you why. They are protecting their own interests. So whatever's going on there. But to do so... Is an affront to the Absolutely, Constitution. but that not, that's nothing new. 
It is kind of new. No, it's, kinda it's new. going on for hundreds of years. No, now. no, no. I'm saying in the context of an impeachment proceeding mm-hmm. where one of the articles is obstruction of Congress, which is a slam dunk. The president has already implicated himself in that. I mean, publicly. Because to admit that he did that. He's already admit, admitted it. Well, no, I'm saying the party. To admit that their, pres- their Republican president, who, by the way, I, whatever. Anyway, that would mean that they are wrong, too. And they can't But do they that. don't have to be. That, well, this is where, okay, this is where the checks and balances system in this country is seriously failing. Of course. Because they're Congress. They do not have, they should not have a completely misguided, undying loyalty to a president who has broken the law. Right. Of course. I I, I don't disagree. It's ridiculous. And I think that they're pathetic. I think they're pathetic. And um, I just can't believe they should not be allowed to be U.S. senators. If they cannot see that obstruction of Congress was absolutely 100% a slam dunk. They're lying to themselves, they're lying to the American people, or they're intentionally misleading the American people, and they're just, I mean, it's mind-boggling to me. Now, if there were some type of defense to this obstruction of Congress charge, which I actually think, I swear to God, I think this is what I heard the defense was going to be by Alan Dershowitz, was that... The Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution is wrong. I think that's their legal strategy. The Constitution. I uh, I haven't heard him say that. I haven't heard him say that either. That's what I've read. Is their approach because there really is nothing. He obstructed Congress, so they have to make it seem like obstruction of Congress doesn't violate the the Constitution. So I think they're trying to say Congress doesn't have the power to impeach the president. <laughs> I swear to God, I, this is what I remember hearing. And it's like, that's some legal and team. yet Republicans, the Constitution was still the same 20 years ago when, when you impeached, impeached Bill Clinton yep. for lying about an affair. Right. Which really, I don't still don't get that, but whatever. It's because they hated him. But why, why do it in his second term? You're going to remove him from office and put Al Gore in for a year or two? Actually, that might have benefited the country more because then Al Gore probably would have gotten elected. Yeah. Hmm. And don't even get me started on the whole, like, how things went downhill when George W. Bush took over the country. Because they did, and we're still not even recovered from that, so. I won't get you started. Yeah. (laughs) Do not. I will not. This has been an under-researched episode of a Walk in the Park podcast. A lot of things that have been said here have been pure, unsubstantiated. No, they've not been conjecture. However, typically when I say certain things, I'd like to provide some under, like all, everything I just talked about is just stuff I remember reading. We can do the fact check and follow up. That's not an issue. It's an issue for me. It behooves us. behooves us, yes. We'll do it. Yeah, we will, because it's fun. But for now, we're going to stop talking about this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hello everyone. It's a delightful Tuesday afternoon. It's actually not that delightful down here in Atlanta. It is 
overcast and very warm, as a matter of fact. I think it's in the 60s, which I guess is okay, but I don't like looking out my window and seeing gloominess. So, yeah, there's that. But anyway, who cares about that? Um, I am here to update, I guess, or not even give an update, but uh, go over a couple of things that we had said in this podcast. Um, Let's see. Let me go back to my notes. I'm not thrilled with any of the stuff I'm about to talk about. I want to talk about fun stuff like gardening, <laughs> tennis, um, maybe plans for spring break or summer, things that are coming up. I don't want to talk about anything political, but here I am talking about some updates. So anyway, while I'm discussing this, while I'm discussing this, um, the Senate has gone through its trial, if that's what you want to call it, and we're waiting on on what's happening next. Um, President Trump is actually supposed to be speaking tonight to a State of the Union address, I believe. And everybody's uh, talking about what he may or may not discuss in his State of the Union address. Anyway, so that's that's the updated thing that's going on right now. And the Iowa caucuses. There apparently was some mishap as to why the votes didn't come in. And I, I have my own issues with that. But we'll talk, I want to know more about what's going on. So I'm not going to discuss too much of it. Having said that, um, I'm just going to go into my notes and I know what Babs is going to ask. She's going to ask, did I continue to watch the hearings? And the answer is no. Every time I tuned in, it was the same person. When I say it was the same person, I'm like, we're talking hours later. Not a half hour later, not an hour, hours. It would be one person would be up there talking. And then I'd say, okay, well, after about a minute of listening to this person, I think I can come back to this. And then I would come back to it like an hour and a half to two hours later, still talking. Then somebody else would come up like a while after that, and they would talk for like three hours. So I don't, if you can't make your case in less than a day, in less than an hour, you got issues. Uh, but yes, we have issues. So that's whatever. Um, I have a question for Bab. She's not here, but we can discuss it later on. And I'm going to keep it in my notes so we can discuss it. But I guess my question is, why would the Senate be able to call witnesses when they could have done that during, they did that during the Judiciary Committee hearing? Um, they did, they called all their witnesses. So why would they need the same people to come forward? And at the, it's not the same people. I know there were a couple of different people they were looking to talk to, given that these particular people wanted to step forward after that, those, those hearings. So I guess that, that's interesting to me. Um, so I guess the question is, why would you want to call the same people or maybe not call the same people? But if you, if you had that opportunity, why didn't you just call them then? And again, it may be just as simple as saying those people were unavailable or didn't want to come say anything during that time. But I think that's just stupid. You should have called them then. Uh, subpoenaed them, really, is what I guess I'm trying to say. Um, 
can Trump run again if it's, he's impeached? And I guess the answer is yes. Um, I already discussed the Iowa caucuses. So we'll see more about that coming up by 5 o'clock today. Right now it's almost 3 o'clock. And um, there was some discussion <laughs> in this episode about how some senators, if they can't vote to impeach, then they shouldn't be senators at all. I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's pretty much what Babs had said. <clears throat> and I think my whole my answer to that is, most of these senators should probably not be senators anyway. I think some of them are shams. I think some of them, a lot of them, uh, or I should say the whole system needs to be fixed because I think that a lot of senators should not be in office. I think that they take money on the side. I think they, they take bribes. They, take, they, they listen to these lobbyists or they, they take things from lobbyists. I think if you change the rules and I think a lot of things would change in the government. Um, maybe not for the better. I don't know. But I just I will say this. I'm not comfortable with a lot of what's going on in the government right now. And um, that's just how I feel about it. So we'll probably discuss more about that later when I can really think harder on that and come out, come out with more reasons why I feel that way. So this is the end of my update. And it's not long because I don't feel I have enough to talk about given that the um, the uh, the trial isn't over yet. So we'll see more about that within the next couple of days. I think tomorrow is the day they have to vote to impeach. And then uh, Babs and I will give uh, our update based on what happened. So ta-ta, everyone. Have a wonderful day. And we shall speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. This is Babs. And just like you, I just finished listening to Riss's audio diary. And I'm feeling a little badly for her right now that she's not enjoying discussing politics as much as I clearly am. So perhaps our next episode will have to be something light and fluffy for Marissa. Um, I do not share her frustration with the whole issue of calling witnesses during the Senate trial. I don't have the same concerns. I think that the Republicans should have allowed um, the Democrats to call, I believe, their four witnesses. Um, Marissa asked, why didn't the House subpoena people? And of course they did. And as we know, um, a number of people refused to testify. Also, additional things were learned between when the House proceeding concluded and the trial began. And Witnesses could be called to uh, provide evidence and testify on that new information, especially, I believe, what came out um, from Lev Parnas, one of Trump's uh, Ukrainian scandal cronies who worked with Giuliani and is now indicted, which hopefully um, is perhaps something that will happen to Giuliani because I think he is um, really an instigator and a troublemaker and a cause of many of these uh, concerns that we are having. But I feel that at a trial, it is very reasonable to call witnesses and um, the House and the Senate really, um, you know, they worked on the rules of the trial. Obviously, the Republicans being in power really controlled it. So I don't know how much 
they worked with the House Democrats on it, but they agreed that each side would have 24 hours to put on its case. And so once you agree to that, I'm sure people are planning on taking up most of that. Um, Since I read about what's going on and don't watch it, I perhaps don't get as overwhelmed as Riss does because I can digest my content um, as I choose and it doesn't take as long as watching it, of course. So uh, now I think we're at the point where all of these senators, each senator is allowed to speak as to why he or she voted the way they did. And if all 100 senators choose to use some time, um, then yes, it will be a little bit longer before there is a vote. And as we know, Trump will be acquitted. Um, I personally think that uh, these impeachment charges are much more worthy of a conviction than the um, previous Clinton impeachment proceeding charges, but it doesn't appear to matter. Uh, I think the Republicans, various Republicans have even said, even if what he did was wrong, it's not, um, we can't convict him and remove him from office for that. So you continue to be allowed to uh, run a presidency with very little regard for the rule of law. Uh, Trump clearly has none and just thinks that he should be allowed to do whatever it is he wants to do. So wrapping up a few things that I mentioned, and this is a good segue to that. Uh, Did Trump break the law by withholding aid to the Ukraine? I think I called it the Impoundments Act, and it is the Impoundment Control Act. The Government Accountability Office, which is a nonpartisan um, watchdog organization of the government, uh, did investigate the situation um, and did determine and find that the Trump administration Uh, I believe they specifically named the OMB, Office of Management and Budget, uh, did say that they did actually break that law. Um, And there is no enforcement mechanism. So, you know, unlike in the Constitution where you have impeachment power, there's nothing the GAO can do other than let the American public know that in this situation, the law was broken. And... um, This is not the only administration that has broken this law, but it's interesting to me the difference. So, for example, under the Obama administration, the Obama administration orchestrated a prisoner exchange um, to secure the release of an American soldier, and in doing so, did not notify Congress And that apparently was a violation of this law. Now, to me, I see the difference. So if you're orchestrating a prisoner release and trying to, you know, get the release of an American soldier, which I don't think anybody who considers him or herself a patriot would um, be prima facie opposed to, then you could perhaps see why you don't want a lot of people knowing that because that might actually endanger the release. Um, 
It might endanger the soldier, him or herself. So you could perhaps see why um, that action was taken. Now, this action was simply taken because they didn't, they had no explanation. It's, it's been made known that this is just the way it was that the White House had no explanation for why they didn't follow the process. They didn't provide any explanation. All the Trump administration had to do was notify Congress that they were, um, further withholding the aid that had already been approved, but the Trump administration didn't want to do that, probably because Trump would have thrown a little hissy fit because he doesn't want anything he does to be examined because he actually can't handle a single ounce of criticism, which is why I just always vomit a little in my mouth when I think about the Republicans and Trump and what big babies they are really, and how hypocritical it is that they try to accuse liberals of being snowflakes. I don't know what they are. Raindrops? Mud puddles? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's like, just the old cliche, uh, don't dish it out if you can't take it. And Trump is just a classic, cannot take it. It's just, oh, he's just, he's just a total joke. But um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I couldn't recall off the top of my head who are Trump's three amigos. Again, self-proclaimed. That's what they chose to call themselves. And these are the people who um, kind of took it upon themselves or with Trump's general instruction and Rudy Giuliani's interference decided that they should be in charge of um, the Ukraine situation, even though that isn't in their job description. There were other people in charge of this, but you know, Trump needed his little cronies um, working closely with him. And those three people are European Union Ambassador Gordon Sondland, outgoing Energy Secretary Rick Perry, and former U.S. Special Envoy to Ukraine Kurt Volker. Um, and then let's see, anything else? Um, have I already spoken about Representative Doug Collins? I believe I said I had heard he said all Democrats are terrorists. And uh, to clarify that, as reported by Politico.com, uh, Representative Doug Collins of Georgia accused Democrats of being, quote, in love with terrorists, end quote. And he had to walk that back and apologize shortly thereafter because, of course, it's just... <laughs> It's a remark that probably pretty much sums up his worth as a human being and his maturity level. That's what I'll say. He clearly um, couldn't control his thoughts or his tongue and just made a remark for which he had to and should have had to apologize. Um, let's see... What else? Okay, so whether or not you agree that uh, Trump abused his power or that he obstructed Congress, which many Republican or at least some Republican senators, I believe, are on record as saying um, they don't care if he abused his power or if he did, they're not going to convict him or remove him from office. Um, but in my mind, the president should follow the oath that he takes where he promises to faithfully execute the office of the president of the United States. And I don't think that withholding military aid 
to secure uh, the investigation of a private U.S. citizen connected to whom you think is going to be your opponent in a presidential election is faithfully executing the office of the president of the United States. And I also don't think it's fulfilling his obligations to the Constitution, which is to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. I don't think in this entire situation, Trump gave a crap about the law because he really doesn't give a crap about anything except what he wants, when he wants it, and how he wants it. And he's a disgrace. You know, if you voted for him, I hope that you're reconsidering it. Um, This country does not need another four years of just his embarrassing, pathetic, horrible presidency, in my opinion. And I realize a lot of Americans might not realize the damage that is being done um, abroad and Uh, Some people prefer or think America should go back to being isolationist and just don't really understand how the global economy or even, um, you know, international relations work. Um, But the next time something bad happens in this country on the scale of a 9-11, you will be able to trace it back to the Trump presidency. And that is uh, very sad to me because who would want to see another 9-11? But that is what uh, Trump foreign policy is getting us in this world. So I hope everybody will think of that when they go to the polls to vote in November. This has been a season two episode of a walk in the park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple podcasts or Google play to rate review and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts on Twitter, that's at a wit podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at a wit podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at a walk in the park podcast. We'd love to hear from you.